0: Let's prepare our hearts as we come to the Lord to receive from Him His words. Let us let us ask the Lord to help us. Let us pray. Father, we want to come to you. We acknowledge that you are the source of all that we need, you supply all that we need, all that we need in our life comes from you. Father, we therefore we ask of you to guide and direct us to help us to focus our eyes on you focus our attention on You as we walk through this life, this journey of faith which you, have, which you have blessed us with. Father, we ask that, Lord, would You speak to us today through Your words and by Your Holy Spirit. The Lord, that we may know how to walk into the life that Jesus has promised to us. A life more abundantly. Lord, we ask of you, O Lord, would you come and speak to us and speak to us individually and corporately? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, last week we talked about transformation and want to go on a little bit more about transformation. Today I'd like to share with us about transformation, renewing of the mind. What has transformation got to do with renewing? of the mind. In Romans chapter 11, verse 33 to 36, let us read these words together. All the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him that it shall be repaid to him? For of him, and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever." Now, Paul was writing to the Christians in Rome, uh, as the book uh, suggests that Romans. And uh, you know, in, in the context of what Paul was talking about, in the previous passage, in the previous um, writing of Paul, just before these few verses, Paul was talking about the position of Israel and the Gentiles in the context of salvation, in the context of redemption of the world, in the context in the context of the redemption plan of God for the world, and therefore he he came to he came to this the end of this chapter eleven, and it says, "Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God." Paul was referring. To the redemption plan of God for mankind, it is so smart, it is so wise. You know, it is so clever. Basically, what he is saying is, is this? He said, "How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out, right? Nobody can know. Uh, what, is he, what is what is What is what is he thinking, right? For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become His counselor? Obviously, none. Or who has first given to Him?" And it shall be repaid to him. Obviously, none. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever and ever. And when you look at this word judgment, here Paul says how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding. Right. Now the word judgment here uh, speaks more than uh, a, um, a condemnation. A punishment that comes from God. The word judgment here, it has, it carries a heavy undertone of a judicial decision, of a final decision on a matter. A judicial decision we know is uh, is a judgment issued by a court of authority, a court of uh, with uh, with that with uh, with authority over certain jurisdiction. And it is binding. It has power. It has. Uh, it has. It can. It can be enforced, right? Most of the judgment can be enforced. Now, it has the legal force basically to to bring about a result. Now, the word judgment also means that sometimes uh, we, you know, we 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 exercise our judgment every day. Don't we? Maybe drive. You know, maybe driving on the road. We exercise judgment when we are coming out from the junction. Now, is this car? There is this oncoming car. Is it? Is it? Too, is it coming too fast? That I should wait for it to pass, or it is rather slow. I can still go out and without the car hitting me. Now, we exercise judgment every day. Do don't we? Now, this judgment. The word judgment here is also. It also tells us that in a forensic sense. Right in the forensic sense, in in God diagnosing, looking at the situation, looking at the whole matters through his eyes, through his, his standard of righteousness and holiness, through his standard of right and wrong. And therefore, he also made a distinction of what is good and what is evil. So judgment carries all that. This particular word, whenever we find these words being used in the uh, in the scriptures, it tells us that God is not only deciding on the on the uh, on the matter whether it is right or wrong, but He will He will tell us, He will tell mankind why it is right, why is it wrong? You know, when you when they say it is right, because when you walk in it. You are going to see fruitful result. You're gonna see result of prosperity, you're gonna see result of blessing of righteousness. And he says that when he says that he they say that no, I I'm telling you that this is the thing that if you if you do it this way, you will come into adverse consequence, and this consequence is So, God, before He issued a uh, a punishment if you like A judgment A condemnation On a particular act of mankind A particular attitude of mankind Sins of man He will tell us Now he will tell us Now he will make it known to us Now he will, he will put into our hearts When we read his words when we, when we when we receive the word of God that That revelation will come to us it is this this judgment the word judgment as I say, it also carries a forensic sense. Now God's judgment of decision on the matter is final. That's why it is so important for us to know what God thinks. When we seek the mind of the Lord we understand his judgment on that matter because God before he issue a judgment and say that you no, you're wrong, you know. I'm going to condemn you. Now you're gonna suffer, now you're gonna to go to hell, now I'm gonna bless you. But before he does this, he will, he will give us the, the understanding. His mind, his mind can be made known to us. If we know the mind of God, if we know the mind of Christ, we understand his judgment on that matter. As I say, it is important because God's judgment on the decision or, 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 or decision on the matter is final. It's what matters in life. It matters not what the majority thinks. In a democratic country, the majority rules. But it matters not. If the majority got it wrong, it is still not going to bring about blessing prosperity, righteousness and fruitfulness. So we want to seek the mind of God. We want to know the mind of God. When we order our lives according to the mind of God, we walk within his will and therefore reflecting his glory. More than just getting our lives right. More just more than just doing the right thing and getting the good result it is that aspect of being transformed from glory to glory. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Paul also writes, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. There is this there's another aspect in which that when we are being transformed by by God, we will we will we will walk into we will walk into yeah we will walk into God's perfect will but there is another aspect in which that we will be transformed from glory to glory. Simply means that we will become we will become a reflector of God's glory. Because that's what man is created the purpose the, the the prime purpose for men to be created is that we may reflect god's glory so that mankind can represent god in the creation so that we can we can shine for god secondly so that we can live out our true identity our true purpose from glory to glory when we live out god's purpose god purposes in our life we reflect the glory of god because that's why that's what we are created for. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, let us read together. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God Now, this is a, this are, this is a couple of verses for some verses that may be very familiar right? In fact, it is part of our, uh, our order of, uh, of, of uh, service for Holy Communion as well I want us to uh, look at the second verse, verse 2 And do not be conformed, Paul said, to this word but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now let us look at this word proof. The word proof is not that you know. Sometimes we we are, we have doubts huh, on on uh, uh, on certain things. Somebody who say something, we say, proof to me, proof to me, right? Proof to me that you are right. Proof to me that this is what you are saying is the truth, right? So the person who who as uh, who bring the assertion on certain things. Uh, he or she will need to bring out some evidence to support right to support what he saying. But what proof here is not is not exactly in that in that uh, in that meaning. The word proof here is to is to test and see and test and see what is the good and acceptable perfect will of God. That is that we will be able to to apply a test. Now, those of us who will come, uh, you, you you have bought a car before, and then you are, you are buying a, anything new, right? One of the things that nowadays that we go online to uh, to uh, to buy things, but there are certain things it is better for us to to view the physical condition of the of our purchase, isn't it? When you want to buy a car, right? I don't know whether anybody will buy a car online or not, right? But when you got to go buy a car, when you want to go buy a car, you want to go for a test drive. Right? You want to go for? You want to see the how? Yeah, this is uh, this is the, speci- uh, the the specification that is given uh, to us. But we want to know that it is exactly what it is being described in the specification. So we go and test drive. Once we test drive, we, we can come to a conclusion that this is a good car. How do we know it's a good car? Number one, we experience it. Number two, we have a set of criteria in which that what we are looking for. If that set of criteria are met, therefore we know it is a good card. How do we know the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? We need to test it. We need to have a filter. We need to have a filter, uh, filtering our decision, filtering our judgement on a particular matters, filtering our, uh, our assessment of a particular situation. Where does that filter come from? That filter comes from knowing the mind of God. Knowing the mind of God. Right? It's the beginning as I say that the mind of God is being expressed in his judgment. Both in his in his uh, in his final say on the matter and also in his in the forex in the forensic sense, in the way that he described why it is right, why it is good. And why it is wrong, why it is evil. Alright? So so here you see that in, 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 the, in the in life that in the in our life that we live in, every decision, every response that we give to a decision, to a set of experience coming to us, we need to we need to have that mind of God. And this mind, obviously, by by nature is not the same like the mind of God. And therefore, Paul say, you need to be renewed. Do not conform to, to, to this word. Do not think like this word. Do not walk in the way of this word, but be transformed. But you ask, how can I be transformed? Paul se, by renewing of your mind. That you may prove, you may test, you may taste. And to be able to say, this is the good and acceptable, perfect rule of God. How do we know? Because we have this filter here, the filter, which is by knowing the mind of the Lord, knowing the mind of Christ. Spiritual transformation begins with the renewing of the mind, to see things from God's perspective. When our perspective is aligned to God's perspective, we begin to enter into God's truth. Now I discovered this uh, this picture, uh, this. You know this picture tells and you not know, speak so much. I, I came across this uh, from this uh, uh, website right called fearlessmotivation.com, right? So now look at this picture. This picture obviously the man up there is trying to help the lady down there to to climb up. Now this is a life and death situation for the lady. We do not know how high this, this, uh, the the position of these two persons uh, are above the ground, but we can assume that it is it is it is a dangerous situation. Now, this lady is trying to uh, is trying to uh, get up, and this man is trying to pull her up. But you see, from the position of the man. He couldn't see that right in front of the lady there was a snake threatening her. She could not. The easiest thing was this that she she you know to for her to climb up is to put one of her foot to to the to the landing to the space where the snake is. But she could not do that. In fact, she needs to have one hand free just in case the snake came and attacked her. So she can at least fend off the snake. Now that is the perspective of the woman. Now the man would be looking at this woman and say, that, "Why is she only holding on to my hand, one hand? Why can't she 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 she, she pull and I, no she she give me her right hand so that I can pull up easier." And uh, and uh, and uh, that is the perspective of the of of the man. But what about the lady? The lady looking at the man did not know that there was a huge rock crashing the lower part of the man. They don't know how heavy the rock is, but obviously uh it created it has created a lot of pain. And this lady could be thinking in her heart, "Why can't he pull me up a bit higher? Look at him, he's strong, right? He he kept asking me to put up put my hands up, but I can't." I need to, I need to leave one hand free. Why can't he pull harder? You see, this is the perspective that of this man and this woman, because both doesn't know, neither knows what the other is faced with or struggling with. And the woman say, Why can't he pull harder? The man say, Why can't she try harder? Sometimes in life, we find that in relationships, either in the family, in marriage, in interpersonal relationship, or even like in the church, sometimes we meet people in our house, why can't he or she try a little bit harder? Why can't he or she try to change? You know, it is so difficult, it is so tiring for me and for us to continue to support this person my dear friends you know they, the the natural response for us to this situation is this that tell your story help the other person the woman can help the other uh, the other person the man to understand what she is going through and a man can tell the lady what he is going through and both will be able to uh to cooperate to resolve the situation, but you see, when somebody tells us how painful they are, when somebody tells us that what kind of danger that they are faced with, when somebody tells us that they have sleepless night, they can't sleep, they need to stay awake, they need to be vigilant all the time. If we do not see the real situation the person is in, we will not be convinced. People probably say, "What about me? I'm also struggling. I'm also have my own set of pain." You know, spiritual transformation, as I say, begins with the renewal of the mind. The renewal of the mind is more than just embracing the mind of God, but it is to see things from God's perspective. When our perspective is aligned to God's perspective, we begin to enter into God's truth. In this situation, in this from this picture, what do uh what does both of them need? What do both of them need? Both of them need to have a third-party anger. It is from where you and I are standing. Who can stand here and look at the whole situation and know it is exactly but well, we see it only from God's perspective. Therefore, we we need God to come into the situation. We need God to bring that revelation. We need God to bring that the truth into our hearts. The truth of the matters. We are not denying our individual struggle. We are not uh, belittling or undermining our own struggle. No. But we begin to look from God's perspective. If we look from God's perspective, we say that, wow, there's a very big rock. There's a very big rock. And we say that, wow, there's a very big snake. Either the man or the woman, they will have the same perspective. Now, when they have the same perspective, it, what will happen? It will drive both of them to say, help, help us not just help me, help us. Help me so that I can help the other. Help me so that I can help the other. That's God's perspective. That's the mind of the Lord. Embracing the mind of the Lord. Help us to look at the situation from God's anger. Spiritual transformation deepens our realization of our need of God we need a savior we need a healer we need a deliverer a comforter and a counselor in the picture that we have seen just now the men and women just depending on their own strength and their own strategy and their own solution they cannot get out of the situation don't don't you think so what if the woman got up there? What can she do to remove the rock? Can the man reach his his can his hand uh, reach down so so far down and grab the neck of the snake? No, he couldn't do that. You see, sometimes in our struggle in whatever situation, and this is a season of time. Perhaps some of us. Uh, discovering that there are a lot of struggle, there are a lot of challenges uh, ahead of us that is beyond us, that we can't cope either emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically. We can't cope. What do we need? We really need a savior, we really need a healer, we really need a deliverer, a comforter, and a counselor. And that deep need, this desperate need, the desperate need of God. When we go through the spiritual transformation, when our mind is renewed, when we embrace God's perspective, when we see things from God's anger, we know that our solution is in Christ Jesus alone. Our solution is in the power of the cross. Our solution is in God. When our situation is in need of a breakthrough. We need a personal spiritual transformation to begin with. And it begins with the renewing of our mind. If this is what you need, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I suggest that we draw near to the Lord. We, want, we, we draw near to Him, not to ask Him to solve our, our, our problem primarily. Yeah, we need to talk to Him. We need to pray to Him. We need to present to Him our, our situation, uh, areas where we need breakthrough. Instead of asking Him to give us a breakthrough, may I suggest that we can perhaps uh, start by going to Him and say, Lord, I want to know your mind. I want to know how your, your heart, desire, your will, and your purpose. I just want to know you. I just want to draw near to you so that I can gain a perspective that I can never gain by my own deduction, by my own rationale, by my own wisdom, and my own learning. If that is what you are in, that is kind of situation that, that you are in, I want to encourage you. God is waiting for you. God is waiting to come and refresh your life, to renew you so that you can start seeing your life from His perspective and therefore walk into His perfect way. As we sing this song that we are going to uh, bring on in a little while, I want to suggest to us that when we sing this song, let's come to the Lord and ask the Lord to us. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters in Christ, for all my friends who are watching, this online worship service today and I pray the Lord would you bless them with a fresh new revelation which you encourage them which you encourage their hearts that that they may know that whatever pain whatever struggle whatever anxiety whatever sense of hopelessness that they are faced with that Lord you know because you stand at a place where you can see how we are struggling and you are waiting for us to cry out to you and say the Lord help me to sing Lord, teach me to walk Father, I pray, O oh Lord, as your people, your children cry out to you today Lord, would you hear us Would you come to our rescue? Would you heal us? Would you deliver us, set us free? Would you comfort us and encourage us? Would you counsel us the way to go? In Jesus' name.